It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer. With you till three, mm. and we are back, Elliot. We're back. It feels like it's been way too long. It's good to hear the Go Birds intro again. And it's so crazy how much has changed since the last time we were in the studio. Ah, oh, buddy. Two long weeks, two uh, productive weeks for the Eagles, to say the least. And there's a game tonight. I'm super pumped to be back. Yeah, man. the last show we did was was prior to that Washington game. Yeah. And, you know, it was coming off that Giants game, a very different feel with this team. And if you had told me, even even two weeks ago, when we were on the air together, hey, next time we talk, the Eagles will have clinched the playoff spot, I would have said you were crazy then, even though it was clearly possible. And, and after that Washington game, it was like, oh, this is this is really something that can right. happen here. It so, does feel like it came out of nowhere, though. Like Even though it was always possible, when, when I started to see some of the scenarios where they could clinch prior to Week 18, I didn't fully process it. And then all of a sudden you looked, and it was like, well, the Vikings are trash. They're going to blow it. Like, and just everything happened for him. And all season, we've talked about, you know, the last game versus the Cowboys. Will Dallas rest their starters? Will Dallas yep. be the one that, yep. and now it's the Eagles. The Eagles are the one tonight at the link are probably not going to play many starters. If, and if they do play, probably not that long. Yeah. And I mean, and you think about how the season has gone. And obviously, we've talked about it a lot, but to, to be two and five, to have, you know, the flower thing after the Raiders game, the Raiders game itself, where we all came out, even you, as, as confident yeah. as you've been with this team prior to the season and as it gone on, even you had a crisis of confidence after that Raiders game. Major crisis. We of all were like, oh, no, this team is bad. This is going to be a bad season. And for them to not just turn it around to the point where they're a playoff team, but to your point, to that they've turned it around where we are heading into the last week of this season. Tonight, there is an Eagles game on this station tonight. Merrill Mike Howard on the call tonight. And it's like, whatever, let's get to the playoffs. It's crazy. Yeah, and I I think this season to me, what, what it's really taught me, and I think what the takeaway should be for this year is that, 
and I know this isn't what we're, we're going to get into the playoff thing, but just since we haven't been on in two weeks, like Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like that was a major talking point this last offseason was, you know, is, is Jeffrey too involved? Should they fire Howie? And if they would have fired Howie at the time, like I think it probably would have been a mistake, but I would have understood why they did it, right? But they didn't, and now Howie's here. And I think this season showed, like, again, there's just such a major difference between an actual dysfunctional franchise and the Eagles that had a down year. Like, the dysfunctional franchise are the two teams they've played since we were last on, Washington, and I guess the Giants were. They played them since then. But, yeah, so I just think this year the main takeaway is with Howie and Jeffrey running the show, they're going to be a competitive team. Like, can they get to the point where they win 12, 13 games each year? I don't know if they'll get to that point. That's tough to do. But I think this year should have been a real confidence booster for Eagles fans to know that with Jeffrey and Howie running the show, like this team is going to remain competitive. Look, I think if nothing else, it certainly wasn't as low as as a lot of us. You know, I'll put myself in that. I think we all know I, I was definitely a part of that. It's not as low as we thought it was from a, a roster perspective, a talent perspective, and from an organization perspective. And, and certainly Jeffrey Lurie with the hiring of Nick Sirianni. You got to give the guy credit because we all doubted it the moment it happened. We all remember the introductory press conference and, you know, this guy's a buffoon and all this stuff. And and I think, you know, now after Doug and after Charlie and now Nick, maybe, 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 maybe we will all learn not to overreact to press conferences. Well, I have a press conference take for you. Probably not, though. Uh, I have a press conference take that I'll hold till later. Okay. Okay. I've been wanting to say it all week. I I like that. But again, you know, you got to give. Jeff, credit for hiring Nick, and and you know that I feel, and look, I said the other day on the pod, I've said it on the show, like, I've been a a known Howie detractor, you know, I've been very vocal about the fact that I'm not a big Howie Roseman fan as general manager of the Eagles, but I I think you sound silly if you can't say, like, yeah, he had a decent year, like, He he had a good year, he did good things, you know, I was in on the draft, the night of the draft, I was all about it, I was one of the few Dickerson you guys were, around. Yes. I told everyone Landon Dickerson is a stud. Trust me on this one. So I, I think, you know, you have to give some credit where it's due. You know, when you're wrong, you say you're wrong. And I still need to see this continue and move forward. I need to see some defensive talent on this roster. I, like, there are things you can point to where you say, I need I need this to be better. But I think coming off of the 4-11-1 season, I think coming off of, you know, the off season that we had from from the Doug non-firing to the Doug fire, really from the tank to the Doug non-firing yeah. to the firing. To the Carson drama. To the drama. Carson drama, to all the articles about Laurie and Howie that came out and all that, to, to be sitting here now heading into week 18 of the NFL season in the playoffs, like, give credit where it's due. They deserve some credit. So we're walking in today now that we're neighbors. You know, we can, yeah, we can walk into work together. Like uh, 30 seconds apart. Really. I know. It's unbelievable. And you made an interesting point, and you just touched on it there, but I want to expand on it. Like, next year to me will be a big year, much like this year was a big year in seeing how real was it was like the, the down year last year, right? They were 4-11-1 last year. They started 2-5, and five, and it looked like, like you said, a, a, a crisis of confidence after the Raiders lost. Like, it looked like things were going to get bad. And then when you start poorly, if you have a bad year off of last year, that's when you're really in the discussion of teams like the Jets, the Texans, those type of teams. And so now I think what next year becomes is, first of all, you want to take a step forward. Of course, every year you want to take a step forward. But next year will show us like how real this kind of rebuild is and how far along they are. So I think this year what it showed was they're not going to be the Jets, the Texans, the Giants. Like They're not those teams. Next year will show us can they become from a team that's in the middle of the pack to one of those top ten, top seven type teams. Yeah, and look, we'll get in the playoffs in one second, but but you know, we came into this season and even as a playoff team and as excited I am for the playoffs and all that, what we said at the beginning of the season I think still holds true that the two most important things about this season are 
is Jalen Hurts the guy? Yep. Is Nick Sirianni the guy? I think now where we sit now, especially after you know week seven back when we were just a, a mess with this team, like I think you feel very confident that Nick Sirianni's the guy. I, you know, look, a lot of coaches have had good first years. I mean, Bob McAdoo went to the playoffs his first year. We've seen Eagles coaches, Chip Kelly, Ray Rhodes, guys who had really good first years and then fell off. But but all we have to judge is the first year of Nick Sirianni, and I'm incredibly excited about it. I'm incredibly yeah. excited about what I've seen from this guy, the way he held this team together with adversity, the type of play caller he's becoming, the way the guys have gravitated towards him. Like It looks like there's real positivity around that hire, and, and Jalen Hurts, as a 23-year-old kid who still right now is going to start a playoff game at an age younger than Carson Wentz when he started his first start staff, as the yeah. Eagles. Like There are guys in this draft who are older than him. Kenny Pickett yeah. is his age. Like All that stuff. To see the development we've seen from Jalen Hurts this year, and you and I were both high on Hurts coming into the year, and I think we've been proven at least somewhat right in believing in this kid and giving him a chance. But I think when you look at these two guys and where they're at, I think you have to be excited about the potential moving forward, which is which is the the main thing I wanted to get out of this season. Yeah, and, and you're right. I think from here on out, like tonight, if they win, they get to double digits, which I, which I think is a noteworthy accomplishment. Again, I wouldn't play the starters tonight against Dallas. I would rest them. I don't think there's anything tonight – big enough worth worth accomplishing that you would get from playing them. So I would not play the starters. But if they win tonight, I think ending the season with 10 wins is certainly an accomplishment and, and noteworthy. And then the playoff game, just kind of gravy. I think the importance of the playoff game would be let's see them against a quality opponent, right? Earlier in the year when they were playing quality opponents, what seemed like every week or at least every other week, they didn't win those games. They lost to the Bucks. They lost to the Niners. They lost to the Chiefs. The Raiders could end up being a playoff team. They lost to them. So Chargers. The Chargers. The one Cowboys. Of, one of those two will be a playoff team, and they lost to them. Yes, the and the Cowboys, they got smoked by. And we won't really get a real chance to see them against the Cowboys this year unless it's in the playoffs. But I don't think they have to win their playoff game. I think what they have to accomplish in the playoffs is show that they can compete with these teams. You can go to, to Tampa or Arizona or L.A., and if you lose, you know, 33-27, 27-24, like a one possession like game where you, where our eyes tell us you were in it, that's a that's a good year. The the risk is you go to this playoff game and you just get smoked. Like it's like Dallas week 3. It's like the Tampa game, I know they lost by 6, but everyone right, yeah. watching that knew yeah, it wasn't competitive. Yeah. So, I think the the playoff game is not so much about trying to win it, which is, of course is the obvious goal. But I think it's more so about seeing how this team has really improved over the last two months. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the playoffs, in 215-592-9494, we'll come to the phones in a minute. And I'm with Elliot, by the way, for tonight. I wouldn't play the starters if Jason Kelsey wants to go out and play a series to get his, his consecutive games, like, fine, whatever. But I just I, I do not want to see the starters play a lot tonight. The stakes are too big, yep. and it just doesn't matter. If you want to chime in on that, if you disagree with us, we'd love to take your call. But but before we get to the phones, let, let's get to the playoffs because, as we just said, at least for us, this game tonight has very little meaning outside of, you know, hopefully we could just see him beat Dallas because Dallas sucks. Get to 10 wins. Yeah, and just Dallas sucks. You know and, what, James? You know. This is one of those games the record books get thrown out the window. <laughs> one of those games where it doesn't matter what the record is. These two teams, let me tell you, they don't like each other. They don't, no love lost, I think. Is yeah, the you can't get up for this one, James. What are you doing in the NFL? Well, in that vein, let's look completely past this game yes. tonight. 
Looking ahead to the playoffs, there's been a lot of talk on the station this week, and, and I'm, I'm interested to see where you're at. There are four potential playoff opponents. I think anyone who's listened to the station or looked at it knows it's either going to be the Arizona Cardinals, the Rams, the Bucks, or the Cowboys, and very likely the Bucks or the Rams yeah. are the two most likely opponents. But looking at the potential, and, and weird things happen. We all remember 2008. We all remember 44 to 6, and the like eight different things that had to happen in the one o'clock games for that game to matter. Like weird stuff happens in the NFL, so you never know. Like the again, the the Vikings lost a. a game that mattered to them to a Bears team that didn't and then we had the double doink because of it and there's so many things where you don't expect to happen what's going to happen so we don't know which of these four teams they're going to play who do you want to see if you had to choose one of these four who's the opponent that you think the Eagles have the best shot to go in and beat so if you asked me this the last time we were on there which was two long long weeks ago I would have said Arizona so I think Arizona the head coach I don't trust they're not good at home the quarterback is talented but doesn't have playoff experience DeAndre Hopkins is hurt They're going to put J.J. Watt back on the field, which I think is actually detrimental to them. So I would have said the Cardinals. But since then, man, Tampa Bay is falling apart. Tampa Bay, I know they have Tom Brady, but let's be honest, like Bruce Arians, I don't know. I mean, I don't think of him as a great coach, in my opinion. Like, I think they're mostly just successful because they have Tom Brady. When you look at their roster, they've lost Antonio Brown. They've lost Chris Godwin, two of their top three receivers. Leonard Fournette is going to be, if he plays in the playoff game, is going to be coming off of a hamstring injury, I believe. Uh, They're missing some of their talent on defense. And just the vibes around that team. Like, you want to talk about dysfunction, Antonio Brown just ran off the field with his shirt off. Like, things are clearly not going super great, right? He's on a one-man wrecking tour to, like, say what a fraud Bruce Arians is. So, I understand the whole, yes, you just avoid Tom Brady. That's probably good logic Mm -hmm. when it comes to the playoffs. But I don't know. There's something about me that feels like Tampa is the team that you go down there and you would, you capitalize on their dysfunction. Look, I will say the last time the Eagles played Tom Brady in the playoffs, we all know what happened. Went pretty well. <laughs> Look, I can't get there. I, I think Arizona is absolutely the, the one you want to play the most. I just think they're the least talented team. Like you said, I don't trust them. I think their head coach is the worst of the four head coaches. Ah, Mike McCarthy's horrible, so I don't He's know. definitely the worst. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's bad. But Cliff Kingsbury's not great either. So I, I they just, from a talent perspective, also three and four at home this year. I haven't been a, a great home team. We're yeah. going to be playing on the road wherever we go, that type of thing. I get it. Look, it's tough to go to the Super Bowl and then go back and keep playing. Like, there's a reason teams don't repeat almost ever. You know, it's hard, especially with an older team like Tampa Bay is. So, And I think we're seeing it. I think we're seeing guys fall apart towards the end of the season. And yep. it's it's a long, it's a lot of freaking football, especially adding a week to the season this year. It's a lot of football for an older roster to play. So I get it. I just, I can't get there. For me, it's Arizona. For me, I, I like, I'd, I think I'd rather play. I My thing with Dallas is I think, I think from, I'm not scared of Dallas. I just don't want to lose to Dallas in the playoffs. Like, that's my worst case scenario to to end the season in Dallas. So I'm a little nervous about that. I didn't look this up. This is purely a gut feeling. But as somebody that that goes to the Dallas games, it feels like every time I watch Eagles play in Dallas, they're just getting boat raised. Like, I could be wrong. That might not back it up. But it just feels like whenever they're in that stadium, it's such a massive, uh, like, hardship to try to overcome. Like, it's a hard place to play. And also, I think we're talking about these teams. Dallas probably has the most pure talent. Like, I know that Michael Gallup oh, I agree. is hurt Certainly now. Certainly defensively, like, they have the most playmakers. There's no question. I mean, when you could roll out Micah Parsons, Diggs, yeah. and Lawrence, I mean, at each level, that's like three of the best guys at each of their levels in the NFL. I agree. I think Diggs is slightly overrated. But a that's little bit. A I agree. It's discussion more, it's for the interceptions time. kind of make it a little. But he's still a good football player. Yeah. So I think the other advantage to playing Tampa would be the rematch aspect of it. I think it's tough to beat a team twice in one year. 
Um, I think the fact that the Eagles have kind of seen Tampa's game plan against them and saw what worked. I, you know, you get Gannon in, in a rematch. I like that, right? I like the defense's chances hmm. of being better this time around. Yeah, so, Gannon versus Brady sounds great. Yeah, look, it's a tough matchup. But I, I do think the fact that the Eagles lost to them already, I, I do like the rematch aspect of that. I'm just, if I'm the Eagles, I'm not as worried about going to Tampa as I am going to Dallas. 215-592-9494. A lot on the table. Where the Eagles are at. We haven't been on since the Eagles made the playoffs. If you just want to react to that, we are here for that. And, of course, looking at tonight, should they play their starters? Do you care about this game tonight? And and also, like we just talked about, who do you want to see next week? Because that's what matters. Tonight's game just doesn't matter. Next week does. Who do you want to see? 215-592-9494. What a treat to get to start our show mm. off in Glassboro with a legend. Black Gritty, what up, baby? Yo, fellas. What's up, man? Oh, yeah, buddy. Well done. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, that was a perfect it. way to start I just got it. Shout out to Tom from Abington. Shout Nicely out to done. Tom. We love hey, you, Tommy. Hey, hey, flip-flops, you better get on board, Mark. Oh, man. Get on board. I'm letting you know right now. So, I mean, I'm excited to talk to you guys. I, I'm just being tempered about this season. Okay. I remember in the beginning of the year when quarterbacks were throwing 80% on us. We, we've done well this year. We've done beyond what we saw we were going to do. But we've also played dumpster fire quarterbacks, and I don't believe in this defense at all. It's a mirage. I, well, I completely disagree with you, but go ahead. Uh, I you, completely you, agree you, with you. So You, you can you can completely disagree all you want to. We'll find out next year, like you said, yep. what this defense looks like. Because if anybody needs to be going, it's the defensive coach. Anyway, I want, I want to focus on this. Um, I want Tampa Bay with all my soul and okay. heart. One, because they're beat up. Two, because I hate Tom Brady almost as much as I hate to pick and not get Jefferson. All right? I just want that man to suffer mm-hmm. at the wrath and the hands of the Eagles because they cheated us out of one Super Bowl and we beat him in another one. So if we could take him out at any point in time, especially when he's undergun, oh, yes. How does it feel when you don't have one of the greatest coaches of all time and all your wide receivers are going, show me the cheer the magic, okay? Show me this the camera love. Because I think that we run the ball and do what we need to do against that defense is also depleted. We, can, we, well, we might have a chance to sneak through that game. Get two, two, two quick things. One, first, let me shout out, if I'm not mistaken, your daughter won a uh, wrestling tournament you, recently, you right? correct. Yeah, so I want to make sure to get the credit on air for that. But, but two – the pass rush for the Eagles has been way better recently, so I do agree with you in terms of, like, and an, um, um, Tom Brady that can't really move. Like, Fletcher Cox is playing better. Josh, Josh Sweat's been better. I know the offensive line for the Buccaneers is good. but I Very do, good, yeah. Yeah, they're good. But I do think that I'd rather, like, go after Brady than I would have to worry about Kyler who can Well, move. and if you can get to Brady, Godwin and Brown were, like, really— I mean, he's got Gronk still, but, like, those were his two biggest— yes. Godwin especially, his security blanket, his slot and, guy. And, like, he used him like that. So I think that's a really big loss for that and, offense. And, and, a, and a pro tip on that, Brady's had to run the last four games. Yeah. Brady's had to use his legs. And his legs are not that great. So that just shows how depleted the line is in protecting him, too, because he does not want to run, but he's running for his life. So please— let us get a taste of that because, I, you know, again, like you said, we'll see how we do. I, I just don't want to be embarrassed, and I, I really just don't want to deal with Murray running 92 miles an hour and having weapons all over the place. And not for nothing, if, if Zach comes back here and gets five touchdowns on me, I, I might cry on my television. <laughs> I mean, I might. I'm, yeah, I'm that would be tough. That would be tough, it, man. It, it would be really weird for me in my heart because, you know, that whole situation. But, again. You know, you mentioned the lead in your article. Great job on the clickbait, brother. You you are a master. I mean, I was correct. <laughs> Tell me what I'm wrong about. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. we're, we're going to find out. Again, we're going to find out next year because, again, this defense 
is the the, the magic. Flaw I'm very the with team. you, Al. It's the just so it's so crazy because they're eighth in the league in points allowed. But imagine if again, imagine if before the year I told you they'd be eighth in the league in points, you would have taken that in a heartbeat. First of all, let me just say this because I know I'm running long. I listen to everything you guys say. I also have a photographic memory. So I know when you were trashing this team in the middle of the year and you're back to flip-flopping, but I'll tell you what. Whoa, whoa. They have been playing trash pandas, and that's why the defense is doing what they're doing, and we've been running the ball. Heaven forbid the coach took seven games to finally run the ball. Time of possession has been 80-20, and then you can't score if you don't have the ball because you're running. The defense doesn't have to play, and they get to play trash quarterbacks. You can throw that number out all you want to, but use your eyes and be realistic. You hype man, Scooby McDoody. <laughs> I love you guys love so you much. All. And as always, go Birds! Go Birds, eh? That's how you start the show off. Love I mean, it. you know, it just seems to be convenient for the Eagles that the bad teams only pop up on their schedule. The bad quarterbacks oh, only play on. the Eagles. It's context-dependent. Okay, the, Buccan- context the, Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, the team that some people are saying the Eagles should be afraid to play, oh, gave up 23 points to the Jets, I think, and they almost lost that game. Gannon's defense didn't give them 23 oh, points to the Jets. Buddy. Gannon's defense didn't lose to the Lions. Like, other teams out there play poorly against bad teams. Like, that is – but except the Eagles. The Eagles play good. 2 5 5 94 Let's squeeze another call before the break. Let's talk to my buddy Chuck. Chuck, how are you, pal? James, even on the weekends, it's it's great to speak to you. It's always a pleasure, Chuck. Elliot, I mentioned this to Jimmy last week, and I want to make sure you know this. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about crews at work together, but you two guys, it's so obvious how much you respect each other and how much you two guys enjoy working with each other. Because let me tell you something. You put different crews on, and it's not always like that in the real world. So, Amen. You, I'm you very guys, lucky to work with James, no doubt you. about that. We, we, Believe we really me, a, a great, great job. Thank you. But let me t- tell you why I'm calling you. What do you guys – what means more? When you look at a team like the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Bears, whoever, what means more to a professional, not college now, a professional football team? To have the number one or number two uh, announcing crew with them or the day and the time they're playing. In other words, you've got a catch-22 there. You've got the Summerall crew and the Madden crew, but they're not doing it on Sunday because right. of whatever. What do you think the players prefer, the announcing crew or the day and time? My, my guess is most of the players in the Eagles roster can't even name the announcers that are mm-hmm. going to be. I, I think, to me, it's so much more the time and the, the day. I mean, you're talking about the Eagles play on a Saturday, so if they play Monday, that's, you know, what, two extra days of rest, right, or at least, you know, partially. So I think it matters way more to these guys when the game is and uh, what day as opposed to the announcers. I'll buy that, but one, one thing I, I may disagree they know who the announcers are, Elliot. Well, kind I, of. They, they, they know, like, Joe and Buck. And if nothing else, I think they know when they're primetime games or when yeah. they're important time slots and stuff like that. You're the national game. Like, I'm sure they know that kind of stuff. I often wonder. I don't let you go with one. I want your opinion on this one. People talk about the better announcers. Why does nobody ever mention Vern Lundquist? Is he just I don't guy? know. Um, Chuck, I think Vern's one of the best of all time. Tremendous. I'm I, I met Vern once. He could not have been a nicer human being. Vern was awesome. So, I, Chuck, I'm with you. I think some of the great calls of all time, I mean, the Absolutely. Iron Bowl, Tiger, like some of the all-time greatest calls are Vern. So I'm with you, buddy. You guys are great. Keep up the good My work. Man. Always a pleasure, Chuck. I love Chuck. Chuck's the man. I'm not a big announcer guy. Like, it seems oh, like people I get but really worked up. I'm at games. Which You're is true. always at the games. Like, we're at home watching these games. Like, I get worked up. 
I get annoyed. Yeah, like, but I watch, you know, Monday Night Football. I watch yeah. basketball games. No, I, I care just, about it. I, I get that. Like, the, John Ritchie's the same way. He's like, I don't care who's calling the game. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to me. Like, I don't, you know. If it were up to me, they would just put, like, a random player like, in the look, booth. Like, look, I wish just... I could listen to Merrill every, like, I mean, right. obviously that matters because that's local and we care about Merrill. You know, there's there's excitement about the Eagles and all that. But from a national perspective, like, I do think it matters. I think there's some good people and a lot of oh, really Oh, for bad sure. People. There are people that are good at it. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it seems like in all my years in this city, people get very worked up about announcers in a negative way, like people they don't like. And yeah. I've just never been like that. Yeah. Well, guess I'm built different. We I don't agree know. to disagree. 215-592-9494. The Eagles heading into the playoffs. Who do you want to see the Eagles face? Where do you stand with this team after a unexpected playoff season? And uh, do you care about them playing the Stars tonight? 215-592-9494. Tell you to James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. Yeah, buddy. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Sharp Parks, James Seltzer with you. Talking Eagles heading into a mm. meaningless Week 18 game of the season. How about it against the Dallas Cowboys tonight? That is the one downside of the Cowboys game being last. I is know. It, it could have been for everything tonight. It could have yeah. been for the division, prime time. Like It could have been an epic lead up to it. And look, it's still going to be a fun game. You only get 17 of them now, so it's still obviously we'll be watching it, but it does suck that the Eagles, Cowboys, and Philly doesn't mean anything. Yeah, maybe uh, this would be a good night to open up the Park Sportsbook app, maybe mm. lay a few shekels on the Eagles and add a little bit of care to yes. the game. I know that uh, I threw a few bucks on it because why not? Because I just don't care that much whether they win or lose, and now I care more because my wallet's attached. That's the way it's It's like it, when maybe. I told people, they are like, oh, who would bet preseason? I'm like, it's just watching the game. <laughs> it's the same Something thing. Get yeah. excited how you doing it. Park Sports have got. Check it out. 215-592-9494. I look down at my call screener and I see Adam from Wales Ooh. in the United Kingdom going overseas. Adam, how you doing, pal? Hey guys, I'm good. How are you? What a doing pleasure, good, my man. friend. What a pleasure. Thanks for calling in. Uh, no problem. Yeah, um I mean, it's been a crazy season, really. Um, you know, from from last season to now, where we are, it's it's absolutely a great turnaround. And I know, like everyone's worried, like uh, you know, because we're in the playoffs now, all the schedule is going to be more difficult next season. But like, I saw your tweets, Elliot, the other day mm-hmm. that like it, it might not be as difficult. Yeah. But to me, like this season, I thought the schedule was difficult coming from where we were last season, you know, because of the struggles and we got a, we got older players, younger players, rookies coming in. So to me, it, it wasn't like a, a difficult, like it, it was a difficult schedule. Well, that's you know, the because, interesting because thing. Because of where we've come from. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, coming into this year, I think people said the schedule would help them, but they weren't supposed to be better than the Giants. They weren't supposed to be better than Washington. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a, they were uh, supposed to be the Jets, right? So, so I do yeah. think you're right that now we can look back and say, well, yeah, the Giants were trash. Washington didn't was all, wasn't that good. But I think baked into that is us acknowledging that the Eagles were better than we thought they were. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So it's you know it's 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 been a great season, and uh, tonight I I'm with you guys. Like you you got to rest the the starters yeah. because I I would. Up, but I want to flip pace face uh, Tom Brady, you know, because long as long as Jonathan Gannon plays aggressive against him, that's where he always struggles. Like in the Saints game, you know, the other week, he yeah. couldn't do anything at all, and it's because the defense was aggressive against him. And long as Jonathan Gannon starts to win that more, which he does, but in the second half of the game, yeah, which strange. is strange, but yeah, there we go. The first long 15 he does always that, kills Brady, him. We've got a chance. 
Yeah, Adam, great call, man. Keep calling. It's awesome to hear from oh, you. I, I just want to, if I can just say quickly as of well. Course, um, yeah. I just want to give Elliot some wedding advice because I know you're on like yes, a, a wedding yes. day. Yes, a little wedding advice. Love it. Yeah, just make sure you stick to it. Don't like uh, give up in the last couple of weeks because I, I did. The diet, you're I talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The most yeah, important I, part of the wedding. I yes, ended up putting on back, I put on four or five pounds back on oh, and I, it wasn't, it wasn't like crazy because I've always been like a smallish guy anyway, but I was just like, ah, oh, I wish I could have just, you know, my, I appreciate my suit. It. Well, look, Adam, Adam, my, my wedding, is, my wedding's July 9th. Make sure you DM me some last words of encouragement about it. <laughs> right? Remind I, I, me I of your horror it. story. Okay. Thank you very yeah, much. Man. I will. Adam, Cheers, guys. Thanks. We really appreciate it, man. That's awesome. There's nothing cooler than, than, than getting a call from overseas. From yes. Eagles fan. I've talked to Adam before, and, and there's a big contingent of Eagles fans over yeah. in the UK. It's well, very, I remember cool. a few years ago when the Eagles went there, there mm-hmm. were a ton of Eagles fans very cool. in the stadium. Yeah. Very cool. Maybe Two, they'll go back soon. 215-592-9494. Not only are we big in Europe, we're big in Canada. Let's go to Vancouver and talk to our pal Tommy. What up, Tom? Hello, gentlemen. How are you neighbors doing? Doing good. It's, it's, we walked in together. It was yes. Delightful. Also, really quick, we just saw the nice card you sent us. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, that was really nice, Tom. Thank you, buddy. Oh, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I don't know if you heard. So I did the unveiling on the Marks and Reese show because I sent it to both shows. Mm. And it, and John, uh, you know, typical of John, John was, you could hear some minor annoyance in his voice when I, he said, well, you couldn't send us each card. Mm. <laughs> Well, that's why you're really a Go Birds caller. Yeah. Like, I understand why you have to do what you do yeah, you with the labeling. Shows, but, but you're one of us. Yes. You're one of ours. We would never <laughs> say such a thing. We are very appreciative that you taught to, to, to send anything. I mean, what are we doing here? We appreciate it. All right. I've got a verbal podcast review of your last episode. Your last oh, podcast love episode. It. Let's love do it. Elliot. Elliot. Mm. Uh, he, Elliot Shore Parks did a master class on controversy. <laughs> Clearly, he loves the fire. Yes. This man, this man has escaped being neutral and then being able to just push it. Once he's brought everyone back over to his, okay, Elliot's not such a bad guy side, <laughs> which is Howie over Sirianni and Hurst's comment. Yeah. Well, I think it's true. And for those that don't know, yeah, the, the question context. was, if you, could, if you could pick of the three, Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, and Jalen Hurts, who do you have the most confidence going forward? I said it's clearly Howie, and and I look. I like Nick Sirianni. I'm optimistic about his future. I'm optimistic about Jalen. Only Howie Roseman has a track record of sustained success in the NFL. So if you have to pick of the three, I think it's very clearly Howie. James, I've got one for you too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say a, silent after that. Yeah. Only yeah, but I know, I know, James. Okay, so if people want to hear James' thoughts on that, please go to your favorite uh, podcast yes. app and subscribe or download. The, uh, the Go Birds podcast. Good looking out, Tom. Good advice. Yes. James. The checks in the mail, Tom. Pod, pod, on the podcast, you do the earmuffs now. Yes, I'd like I to do. thank you. Yeah. Because oh, it, was an, it was an issue with my son I'm sure. in other episodes. Where mm. it's having to, I, just imagine Zoe's in the room with you when you're doing yeah, the podcast. Well, no, and I, I, I think I've gotten much better at it. We got, you know, because podcasts, there's no, you know, FCC stuff. We can curse on the podcast, but. Uh, we got some advice from a caller or a listener who was like, hey, I listen with my kids. Any chance you could either not do it or give a warning, so we'll do the earmuffs. And I used to, the the earmuffs, the I used to go like earmuffs and then just say the curse, and they were like, hey, give us like a couple seconds. And now I do the down, earmuffs. Yeah. One, two, three, boom. It's so, perfect. It's good. perfect. And you see, the thing is, Elliot's got this particular style where he sounds like he's swearing when he's not. He's very mm-hmm. polite. He's Thank able you. to make his points. 
and all the rest of it, he's got total self-control, but he's got that little bit of edge to it, and it's quite impressive. Yeah, that's not one thing people say about me is edgy, I would say in real (laughs) life, but I appreciate it, yes. (laughs) Okay, guys, I have a a little game uh, for you two. Uh, it's it's. Have you guys uh, followed Denise uh, Denise Selman on Twitter? No. Oh yes, this is the schedule guy, Dennis. Dennis. I think oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. University of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah. yeah totally, totally good. Uh, oh, he's good amazing. One. Yeah. So, so okay. So here's a, a game for you two. Um, is okay. So is it's going to be win loss, and it's to determine who the Eagles are going to play in the playoffs. Okay. I like it. I already Eagles. know. I'm going to say the Rams win and the Saints win, so I think they're going to play Tampa Bay. Oh, come on. Listen to Go this ahead. guy. Listen to this guy. Talk this. about rudeness. You know what? what? I'm happen. playing this game. You you be quiet. You be quiet, James. And All right. Well, Tom, hurry it up. we got a lot Elliot. of calls to get to. Let's play this game, my friend. Eagles. James. Eagles. Are they, uh, sorry, Elliot. Are they going to uh, – Eagles, are they going to uh, beat Dallas or not? Yes, I think they win tonight. They beat Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Is San Francisco – Going to beat at Los Angeles? Yes. No, no, no. Sorry, I think the Rams win. You think the Rams win? Yeah. Okay. Then it's the Bucks. Yeah, I think the it's going to be the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, we both think it's going to be the Bucks. Tommy, great call, man. Great Much call, love, man. brother. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Bucks. Like, and again, I can see. Look, on the flip side, Kyle Shanahan has never lost to, to Sean McVay. One of those weird little, you know, statistical things. Right. So, you know, if the Niners do beat the the Rams, it wouldn't be that shocking if it ended up being the Rams. But I, I think if you know the way play things are likely to play out, it'll probably be. The Rams. I also like earlier on in the show we talked about who you would rather play. I think, like, the team to avoid. I think there's a major difference between playing Tampa Bay and L.A. I, I think it's way tougher an opponent. I think they're playing way better. The Sean McVay thing, I used to not be as big on him, but, look, he's clearly a good head coach. Uh, Matthew Stafford, I think his poor play is being a little overrated. Um, and they're just talented. They're super yeah. talented. Like Aaron, I think they're the most ta- – like, the, Dallas, you mentioned, might be the most talented overall roster, but I think the Rams might be close, and I think they're certainly more talented as a roster right like a now than the Bucs. And a way better coaching staff. Like, yeah, I'm definitely more scared of them. And you have to go all the way to L.A. It's a much easier flight, a much easier trip to go to Tampa. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say is the Eagles, and this is credit to Jeff Stoutland, they have done well against Aaron Donald. Like, it feels yeah. like whenever They've they play them, he doesn't job. do much. An yeah. amazing job. But even still, it's, it, there's still a lot yeah. more talent on that team. Let's go to Old City and talk to Keith. Yo, Keith. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. How you doing? What's going on, man? So, uh, two things I want to talk about today. I called in at the uh, beginning of the season, and uh, – Right before starting, I was thinking, you know, the Eagles probably had a better chance than people were saying, and the beginning of the season would be tough, and eventually they would get to the easier part of the season. So I think what's important to talk about here is that the Eagles, according to what Vegas was saying, was only a a six-and-a-half win team. And when you win seven games, you could say, all right, it's a fluke or whatever, but going two-and-a-half games over what was expected, that's pretty big. Yeah, I'd be interested to know how many teams went two and a half over. I think Dallas might be close. I think theirs was nine and a half or something like that. So I, I but not many. You're right. Going two and a half over is very impressive. Right, and I and I think that's kind of important to note because you know, funnily enough, there are a lot of Eagles fans who were very upset with the Eagles at the beginning of the season, and and I won't bring him up, but Sad Mike would call me an idiot for saying that they had a chance this year. And you know what? I'm happy that he keeps calling in because exactly I right. knew that he was wrong. And I took the Eagles at six and a half wins, and I'm a much richer man because there you go. Of it. So I, I thought the Eagles six you guys and a half. Like yeah. going in. Yeah, I mean, even I, as someone who was not like super high on the team coming in, would have taken the over. I thought they'd win seven games, was what I picked. So like, I, I agree with you. I thought the six and a half was a little low. Obviously, it was very low. Clearly. 
Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Okay, yeah, no problem. Well, it, yeah. well, the other thing, too, coming into this year was the, the six and a half, like, and this plays into next season. The Eagles are always better when people think they're going to be bad. Like, if you look at when they've been their best, I'm getting 2017, they won the Super Bowl, but they were a seven win team in 2016. There weren't like super high expectations for them. 2013, Chip's first year, they hit the over. Like, traditionally, Lurie's teams have been good when people don't expect them to be. And that's why next year is really interesting because I do think next year their over under is probably going to be like eight and a half, nine and a half, something like that. I would that. think eight and a half. I mean, if you think well, Dallas. With the 17 was, games. Right. Well, Dallas was nine and a half to win the division this year. It's like the top one in the division. Yep. Like, I would guess eight that's and a half. That's true. You yeah. know what I mean? Probably somewhere in that range. But again, also, who knows what they're going to do this offseason? They might go out and sign Devontae Adams or something. And then we're like, oh, wow, look at yeah. that. You know, who knows? So it could. It could Big offseason to say the least. Big Big offseason. 215. Obviously, the draft picks all that stuff. 215 592 9494. Where do you stand on the Eagles heading into the playoffs? Who do you want to face? And again, if you're if you're on team play the players night, we've not gotten any of those calls yet, but I was here this week. I know you're out yeah. there. I heard you this week. Call in 215-592-9494. Cause Elliot and I do not agree with you. It's Elliot and James. We're coming right back. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. I am down with that. Like, beat Dallas just for the hell of it. Dallas sucks. James, again, this is a game. The records get thrown out the window. <laughs> These two teams, man, let me tell you, they do not like each other. You're right. There's, there's history there, Elliot. There's um, history. I have a press conference take for you. Oh, good. Lay it on me. So, I think Back there's- to the phones in a second. Yeah. 5, Go ahead. I think there's been a bit of revisionist history in a way this week with the Nick Sirianni press conference. Like, what you've heard a lot this week nationally and certainly locally is, oh, we all overreacted to the press conference, right? And I think there's truth to that, that obviously he he ended up being a really good coach, all those things. But I think we've gone too far in being too harsh on ourselves. Like, Nick Sirianni's initial press conference right. was bad. Yeah, like, let's I not went, sugarcoat so, uh, it. We like, played some of the clips on our show this week, and I had to go back and, like, find them and get them. And I watched that initial clip, like, the actual video of the it's one. It's bad. It's bad, it's man. Because he's talking about smart football, and he sounds dumb. Yeah. And that's why he, he was it, nervous. Yeah, like, and again, I don't blame him. Now, in hindsight, we know that those things, like, we've seen guys be uncomfortable in press conferences and be great coaches. Yeah. But I agree. In the moment, and again, at the, what I was seeing at the time, too, was – was I was crushing him for it, but I was also like, he might be a good coach. We can only go on what we have to go off of, and this is part of that. Yes, and that's my thing. And so, yes, was he unfairly criticized nationally in terms of people like, let's be honest, being like flat out mean to him? Yeah, yeah probably. But I, but I do think we can all, you know, all, all the callers that said, oh, I was too harsh and all that. Like, don't be too harsh on yourself. Like, I like this. He did bad. And I, I like think part, part of acknowledging he did bad was He's improved. He's much better at the podium than he used to. He's done it more often. He's more confident. He certainly lets his personality show. But if you were going to judge off of his press conference, like his first initial impression, it was definitely a bad one. Like, yeah. for sure. No, I like this take. This is good. Thank you. You're letting Eagles fans, you know. Yeah, like, don't be so harsh on yourself. <laughs> it was a bad press conference. We're allowed to react to what happens. 215 <laughs> Let's go back to the phone and go to Delaware and talk to my buddy Mark. Mark, what a pleasure, buddy. Yo, Jimmy, what's happening? How are you, pal? I'm doing fine. With all due respect to Glenn and Ray, this is the best radio show going on the weekend by far. <laughs> it's a must-listen to. For all you people who are tuning in right now, tune in every weekend. This show My has man. been great from day one. Thanks, man. Well, look, Glenn and Ray are the goats, but yeah, I, certainly exactly. appreciate, yeah. I certainly appreciate You're the very sentiment. Kind. Very nice. No, no doubt they're the goats, but this show is the best. Thanks, Thanks. Hey, Thank you. Remember way back when when I said, I called up and said, you probably don't because you got millions of cars. <laughs> I said, let's just have fun this year because no one knew 
what to expect almost week in and week out. And then they started running the ball behind those giant linemen. And now it's been fun. I think it's been fun. Uh, Mark, I'm with you. And, and ultimately, I say this all the time, but, you know, obviously Elliot and I talk about it for a living, so it's slightly different. But all of us as Eagles fans, like, it's a, it's a choice. Like, it's, it's generational. Like, our parents get us into all this stuff. But, like, it is a choice to choose to spend your free time to watch this team, to follow this team, to all this stuff. It's like, like, it should be fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially when they're winning. Like, we should enjoy it. I think it's a great point. And as they get older, every season just matters more. Like, I just, I want to have fun. And James is old, so that, you it's know. True. That, yeah. Everyone tells me all the time yeah. so good absolutely i mean we all remember when the sixers had scotty brooks and all those guys i was still watching them because i love watching philly sports we only get so many is... seasons in our life right you know whether you live to be 70 <laughs> 80 90 you only have so many seasons like it is a finite amount so to speak yeah i was actually going to those games paying money to see those teams mm. but the bottom line is the eagles are a little bit different because there's only a few games at home there's only a handful of games during the year compared to the other sports. Just continue having fun. This is going to be a great night, even though we don't know what's going to happen. We don't really care. Seating is almost set. Whoever they play next week, they have a legitimate shot at winning as long as they run the ball. And Gannon must from the gate show a few blitzes. Maybe not every time, but from the gate, he's got to pressure that quarterback no matter who it is. Just don't give Brady the ball last, that's all. Yeah. I love you guys. Love it, Mark. You're the best, brother. Surprise, that's our first Eagles chant of the day. It was great. Yeah, we we love Eagles chants. Bring them our way. Mark's an awesome guy. And and look, I I really do agree with the heart of what he's saying in that, you know, it's supposed to be fun. And this was a fun year. Like, it sucked early, but this team figured out its identity. They play tough smash-mouth football. Like, they run the ball. They do all the things we wanted them to do. The head coach is crazy likable. The quarterback is super likable. Like, are they flawed? Sure. Do they lack defensive talent? Sure. Do I not believe in Jonathan Gannon? Sure. But it's still fun. Well, what's interesting is, to kind of piggyback off of that, is as, like, analysts, radio hosts, and then also fans that that call in, right, like, our job is to talk about the team and to, I would say, always have a healthy degree of skepticism, right? Like, what could they improve on? What, what are some flaws maybe we're not looking at? Like, our job, none, like, none of us is just supposed to say all the time, oh, they're great, that's it, yeah, right? Sure. But, but I also think sometimes people go too far to the other side where it's like, let's be honest with each other right now. There's a lot of positives with the Eagles. Right now, there are a lot more positives and negatives with the Eagles. If you want to say, we'll see with the schedule next year, yeah, that's a fair criticism. But I don't think that point is important enough where it should overshadow the fact that the head coach, quarterback, and overall roster and GM have all outperformed this year. Like, that matters way more than, oh, let's see what the schedule is next year. Nothing better than looking on the board and seeing my guy Darren in South Philly. And nothing even better than when I look at his topic, it says, Shred mm. Elliot, Darren, my brother, the floor is yours. What's up, brother? What's up, ESP? What up, First Darren? Up, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. You but, too, um, Elliot, let me ask you a question. Your job, your sole—I mean, not sole purpose—but you know what I'm saying. Right. Part of your job is being, uh, your is considered a beat writer for the team, yes. correct? Yes. All right, it's to defend us, the fans, and our team, correct? Well, I, I mean, look, my job is talking about it. It is a conduit to the Eagles yes. for the fans. No, no, no. You're, you're to defend the Philadelphia no. Eagles. No, that's not his well, job. That's not my no, job. That's not his job. That's not his job. My no, job's no, no, not okay. to defend the team or the no, look, no, 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 or the but fan base for that matter. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, because uh, I have an issue with you because I okay. happen to be watching YouTube earlier today, and I see a, 
on a show that uh, a certain fan in New York filed a six billion dollar lawsuit oh, I saw against this. the yeah. new, for, new for York for being Jets in New Jersey, right? For being fraudulent. We get criticized for a lot of things, but if you have any New York friends that are in the media, you're, at least our fans aren't dumb enough to sue the team or something as stupid as that. Yeah, I wow. mean, we get made fun of. That's an easy one to come on, Elliot. So wait, like what happened? Someone so apparently somebody, someone is suing them. Filed a yeah, for fraud because they're not $2 New York. dollars for monetary damage. Four point four billion dollars for punitive damage, including false advertisement and. Uh, deceptive practicing. I like, really you're not going to win that lawsuit. They're not going to win, win but... but it's just the pure stupidity. Of is it that dumb? I mean, they, it's hilarious. They do play in New Jersey. They practice in New I mean, Jersey. Again, what what is New York day, about it, them? It, it, because they play in New Jersey and not New York. Like they're lying about the. I just to me, it's to me, it sounds stupidity. like a smart lawsuit. I mean, he's, he's correct. Like, I don't think <laughs> he's he'll win. But it. I don't care how you say it. they've been doing it for 45 years. Yeah. In 45 years, no, it's not happened. But um. And then I have to get on you for your pod because, um, Elliot, you've yes. just had a bad week. I don't know about you that. Gonna I have tell me, you're going to sit and tell me that Howie Roseman is the what, – uh, what was the term you used? The most consistent track record? Yeah. Is that what you said? How? Yeah. Well, or first if, of if, all, if he has – if, if you're going yeah. for the last three drafts, because I love how you just do it. I mean, I, I saw more misses than hits in – Well, I did the last four drafts. drafts. I did 2021, 2020, 2019, and 2018. Okay. Okay. But so I'm who, who saying he got pulled? He got pulled. He got put in the bench. If you're going to stay consistent, you got to uh, include his whole time here. That's fine. It, it, go ahead. You can't be consistent if you get removed from your job, Elliot. Well, who do you think's better at their job, Chip Kelly or Howie Roseman? I refuse to even answer okay, that because you know it's Howie. So, <laughs> so, so clearly, moving Howie Elliot, was Elliot, the wrong Elliot, decision. That you're playing semantics. I'm not playing you're, semantics. You're, you're saying he got benched, and it clearly all we would all agree it was a mistake to bench him. Who made that mistake? Jeffrey Lurie. He made that All mistake. All right, then. So how, don't, don't say we made the mistake. Jeffrey, your boy Jeffrey did that. That's fair. Don't do like, that. Again, Regardless, we're, we're really quick. So ultimately, good. and D, love you, brother. Love you, brother. We got to get to the next call. But, I, I mean, ultimately, that move ultimately ended up them winning a Super Bowl. So yeah, well, and also, he, he's it. saying how he doesn't have the most consistent track record. Like, Sirianni and Hurts only have one year. Like, that's part of it. Like, you're projecting what they could be. And if you want to take that gamble on them, like, I don't blame you at all. If you said you would take Sirianni, I'm fine with I that. I did say I'm, it. That's yes, what I said. you would yeah. take Sirianni of the three. I'm just saying – we know Howie is for sure good at his job. Like, there's no debate about uh, that. I mean, he's had down – like, we can't yeah, – like, he's had he needs to, to bounce back more. I said this to you on the pod, but, like, look, I think when Howie got, you know, put in the closet by the chip thing and all that or whatever for a year or two years or whatever it was, I do think that, that it humbled Howie. And he came back different. The way he talked, the way he acted was different. I think that – and then I think he got back to being the old Howie, the one with the flaws, the one who couldn't work well with others, the smartest guy in the room – I'm hoping, and maybe got humbled by what just happened. The four eleven and one, having to trade Carson Wentz, basically having to be forced to trade right. Carson Wentz. The Jalen Rager for Justin Jefferson, seeing that video of Minnesota's GM and owner and everybody like laughing at the Eagles. Like I'm hoping that humbled him, but I still need to see more than just one year. Like I need to see first of all it's the mess he created. So like that is his issue, but then I also need to see him have a, a, a extended. I want to get into this thing that you said about the mess. I know we're up against it. I sound like a caller, but I want to get I want to get into this thing you're saying about good, the mess. Good, good. And Bill in Orlando's coming up next. He wants to talk Howie as well, and your call as well. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. Yeah, buddy. 
Give me a little immigrant song. It's Gilbert's Radio presented by I, I don't Parks, know, like, Casino, and Swordsburg. 80% of the songs that are played when they so come So you don't back. put that back up a little bit. You did give, yeah, you already, ah, oh, Fran, too quick. Francis yeah, I don't know what us. that was. Doing a very good job until that exact mm. moment and then less of a good job. Well, to be fair, he probably didn't think I would. No, know well, he hit it, it down and then he hit the button, which means it ended the song instead of pop. Uh, I was asking him to pop it back. Here, do me a favor. Go in my folder. Can you go in my folder? I have Immigrant Song in my folder. Just pull it up on YouTube or whatever. I want to get back to that in a sec. I want to see if Elliot can figure out who that song is by. Well, didn't you just say? No. Or is that the name of the, the song? The name of the song oh, okay. is the Immigrant right. Song. That okay. is the name of the song. Okay. So pull that up. We'll get to a call. We'll come back to that in a sec. Plus, I want to get to this conversation we're having going in the break about the mess that Howie Roseman made and the job he's doing cleaning it up. That's in a second. First, let's go to Orlando and talk to our buddy Bill. Hey, Bill. Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, what's up, Bill? Oh, not bad. Just enjoying the day here, trying to figure out where I can get a beer without waiting in line for two hours. <laughs> nice. I'm guessing it's a nicer day in Orlando than it is here in Philly. It's it's a little chilly up here, brother. 74, sunny, wow. cloud, mm-hmm. a little bit. That'll play, buddy. Nah, That'll it's play. Like 20 degrees Not here. much. So what's on your Not mind much. today, buddy? I actually, actually uh, just wanted to talk a little Howie and kind of see, put it in perspective for someone who uh, really wanted him gone. Um. You know, a lot of people that are positive on him look at what he had done in the past. And when we had our dysfunctional year last year, you know, reminiscent of what the Giants generally are and what Washington really is dysfunctional, we had it for a year and it culminated. And it it seemed like we need to look at how now and stop talking about the past. And the people that love him talk about the past and held on to it, stuck by him. And lo and behold, we're in the playoffs. Um, you know, those of us that I thought they would win four games this year because I thought the dysfunction would continue along with Mad Mike. I was wrong. Um, but I really believe I, – I, I think they're a mediocre team. I don't think they're a great team. I think that, that we had perceived them as being a bad team. And they're not. They're not a bad team. They're a mediocre team. And – I just think that we were wrong. I was wrong. Bill, Bill, same, um, same. I think you nailed it. And good call. We get to like go here. You're, there's a ton of background noise. It's hard to hear. But but I look, that's what I was saying before. Like, I'll admit, certainly the roster coming into the season, uh, Elliot and I did pods where I said it's a bottom five roster in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It ain't very clearly a bottom five roster in the NFL. I was wrong. Hand up. The job Howie Roseman did this year, he did a better job than I expected. The dysfunction ending into the season that Bill was, was referring to. Let's get into the mess because I think you feel – yeah, so it wasn't as big a mess as I feel it was. So that's one thing that's been said a lot is, you know, he's getting to clean up the mess he created, the house he burned down, he's getting to fix, right? All those things. And that was said a lot this past offseason. But I think what this season has shown is basically exactly what you just said. The roster's not as bad as we thought. The team's not as bad as we thought. And if you're saying that, then you also have to acknowledge the mess he created is not as bad as See, everyone thought. He didn't burn the house you're down. You're just talking roster, though. And, and you know, I think, like, I think – Jeffrey Lurie gets a lot of credit for the Nick Sirianni hire. I think that was. I think if we had to pick one of the two, not that Howie doesn't get credit for it, he does right. too. But if well, we let's just pick... decide now. Are we giving Howie credit or blame for the head coaching hire? Just curious. Where do you fall on it? Like, do you, you think he... there's no blame one way or the other? They both get credit. I just well, if Sirianni Jeffrey... was a bust. I think we'd be blaming him. Is my point? I, 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 I would put that coaching hire more on Lurie. Okay, I'm no just matter where what. you fall. No on matter it. what, I would okay. put it on Lurie. No matter what, if if Sirianni flames out next year, it'll be on Lurie more than Howie. That's my question. No matter what, yes. but but it's on both. Agreed. You know, but I think that. It's about the situation the organization was in from, like, look, I mean, 
again, I'm happy Carson's gone. You're happy Carson's gone. I think Carson is is not going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I think he's not going to be a starter in a few years. Like, I'm out on Carson Wentz. Right, so, so remember all that after you Fine that he's point. gone. No, but my point is is that, that the situation, like, to get in a situation where you're the guy you just paid $120 million to and all that stuff. Like, and they got by. Look, they made the playoffs with the dead cap. Like, all cool. It's good. And they got a first-round pick and a third-round pick. Like, the trade itself was was good. Like, it ended up being good. But to get yourself into a situation where you're franchise guy, you just pay $122 million to, like, $128 million to forces his way out of town because of you. I mean, that's like a – that's an issue. That's like – dysfunction within the organization and that's not even talking about all the Lori stories all the you know how he stuff with with Doug like all these different things that we heard about and talked about all offseason so the Carson thing let me touch on that first first of all I I get your point about Carson asking out certainly is not a great look for the franchise I'm not disputing that but I also think we should acknowledge that there's two two things one Carson wanted out because he didn't believe in Howie. That was a bad assessment by him. Like, I get what you're saying, that it's bad when your franchise quarterback asks out on a macro, there it is, scale. But we have to look at the exact situation. And you just said Carson's not a good quarterback. You don't trust him long term. All those things. So, to me, Carson asking out was a flaw by him. Like, he made a bad decision. He's now on a Colts team that is I – mean, you could argue which team is better between them the and Colts, the Colts. I think the Colts are, are probably have a better roster right now. Probably, so. but they haven't clinched a playoff spot. I mean, they have the same amount of wins. Reg- well, regardless, I think because of Carson. Regardless, I think the I don't team's think... better. I think the quarterback, yes. I would take Hurts over Carson all day. My, I guess the point I'm making is Carson's read on the franchise, to me, is not noteworthy because he's clear, like, he's, he made a bad decision asking out. But, but regardless, I also think when you look at why Carson asked out, there was a unique situation to it, and that, and that as well, like what he went through with Nick Foles and mm-hmm. all that. But, but regardless, when you look at the Eagles – where they, how they were perceived on it being like burnt down, you know, whatever. It wasn't. The roster is still good. The offensive line is very good. They might have the best offensive line in the mm-hmm. league if you consider depth, right? The pass rush has been, I would say, disappointing, but it's still. But it's they've still, had a couple good games, but they've but, been but it's still one of the better pass rushes in the no, league. It's not. They're it, not close. Pro, okay, they were last year, not this year. Stop. You can't do when that. When it comes to hurries, they're absolutely up there. Stop it. Come well, they on. matter. Hurries we watch matter. them every week, dude. Right. Like, do you really but, watch but we, them and say that's a great defensive front? But, no, but we don't. Never. We don't watch every defensive line every week. No, but we point. watch Eagles. They don't get yes. enough pressure. I said they. I said they're underwhelming. My point is, they're not a bad defensive line. I think they're a a. Mediocre at best defensive line right now. Where where this team is weak right now, in my opinion, is, is two positions. And actually three. It's, it's everywhere we're, except corner on defense. They're weak. Everywhere except corner. I mean, defensive tackle, they're good. That's it. Well, the defensive line, they're good. Defensive end, I defensive think. Defensive tackle, they're good. They, they are lacking well, Josh Sweat is seven and a half Josh Sweat's been solid, yeah. but certainly not great. You know, they need they, that's where you need playmakers. You need elite yes. guys. Rushing I, I would agree with that. But the point I'm saying is, the, the, the Eagles were clearly not in as bad of a shape as we thought they were. And when you look overall, last year, and this is why next year is so important, but when you look toward overall, like four out of the five years they've been in the playoffs. Only six other teams have done that. Like they are not – the house was not burnt down. This was not a super dysfunctional franchise because – Clearly, they're a nine-win team. Well, they could I, that, I think be that's ten. why next year is so important. Like for like you look, we can poo-poo it or fight it or whatever, but like they did benefit from uh, from beating non-winning teams this year, right? Like they did every single one of their wins is against a losing team. Every single one except the Saints win where they're right. eight and eight. So maybe they beat a playoff team if the Saints sneak in. But like not a impressive group of wins. And on the flip side, again, like I would say that I think Nick Sirianni got way more out of this roster than was there. 
to get, like, than, than I expected to be gotten out of. So I'm giving Nick Sirianni more credit for what I've seen from this team this year than, than, than Howie and his roster-building and, roster. And I know you can't take everything they say at the podium at face value because I understand when they're up there, they're just saying, right, they're not giving the honest truth. But he did say that not a lot of head coaches walk into the situation he walks into with that offensive line, that defensive line, right? So I think it's a combination. You are right in the way that Sirianni ended up being a really good hire, and if we put that on Larry, then credit to Larry for hiring him, and that has helped the team be better, for sure. But then I also think you have to acknowledge that clearly it's not as burnt down as we thought. Like, it's just not. 215-592-9494 if you want to weigh in on that. We'll get back to the phones in a second. Fran, if you can give me just, like, we'll do like 10, 15 seconds. We'll hear the voice. I want to see if Ellie can figure this out. Give me a little immigrant song. I'll do it. You can lower it now. Yes, so, I'm gonna get the voice okay. in there. I definitely recognize the song uh-huh. for sure. Like I've heard it on commercials and like uh-huh. ins and outs. I mean, I don't even want to guess because I'll embarrass myself. But like Steven Tyler, <laughs> no, not. I mean, look, that's not the horrible. Like the voice, I can see right. what you're doing there. It's Led Ozzy Zep. Osbourne. It's Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay, well, that's it's Robert Plant. That's close. close. Nah, not I think close. Ozzy Osbourne and Led Zeppelin are close. No, like, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they're they're both classic rock in a way, but they're right. not the same. Both yelled. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You need to listen to a little more Zeppelin. Okay? I'm okay. Two five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One of our favorites and one of ours here. I other shows before we were messing around with Tom Vancouver and you know, well is Marks and Reese sending letters to this and that. There, this is uh, uh, there's no equivocating. This is undeniable. He is a Go Birds caller first and foremost. He took over the station this year. Let's go to Tennessee and talk to our pal Justin. What up, Justin? What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing this fine Saturday? I do agree with you, James. And what up, Justin? Justin had a big year. Like, in terms a of, like, year. breakout caller yeah. of the year, I, I don't think that's there's Justin. any other caller yeah. that we have gotten more calls about, like, I love Justin, or is <laughs> right. Justin calling in, or whatever, than Justin in Tennessee. Yes. Well, I appreciate that. I do. I really do. But, we, I mean, we've had a very diverse bunch of callers today. you got I Adam know. and Wales. I know. I know. You know, really proper Adam from Wales, a super nice Tom from Vancouver, and, Oh, country boy redneck in Tennessee. About it, <laughs> we might have had as many callers outside the tri-state area than we have in it. Go Birds is global, baby. Yeah, that's right. Global sensation. Yeah, it's, it's a diverse calling board, man, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, I think uh, – I do think Howie has had to clean up his own, own mess by – Moves he has made, but that's another call for another day. I'm curious, what what, to, what moves do you think he made that he had to clean up? Like, like where were the mistakes he made that he's now cleaned up? Well, I mean. I guess the, receiver the drafting, would be one of them. The drafting of Hurts started, you know, the whole mess with Carson. But I'm not getting into all that. The, right. the misses on receivers with J.J. and Justin yep. Jefferson and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's just there was a lot of, I don't know, some – bad signings maybe a couple here and there that didn't work out i think and you know he tried to recreate the super bowl season by what was it michael bennett they went out and got thinking that would be a good yeah the kerrigan move hasn't worked out the kerrigan move hasn't worked out you know but i mean anyway i wanted to touch off on this playoff thing i i started saying i think my prediction was seven seven and ten this year maybe me too if Mm -hmm. we're really and I mean, I'm ple- it's a pleasant surprise. It is. I mean, it's like James has said before. You know, we only get so many of these, and when you get to see your team in the playoffs, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win, but anything can happen. You know, a couple of years yeah. ago, the Titans 
played the Chiefs in the AFC title game and had a lead on them. Yeah. The year the Chiefs won it all. You're right. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're going to win it. Don't get me wrong, but they absolutely could. Weird, weird stuff happens. Look, they're in the dance. They are in it, yeah. and and their style of football. Like you can, you can surprise teams if you can run the ball on them and find a way to stop them, you know. And and that's the question on defense. But if you can run the ball and uh, you know in the playoffs, you've, you've got a shot. Exactly, that's what I was about to say. If you can run the ball, you've always got a shot, and that depends on the health of Miles if he even is able to come back. We know uh, Jordan got that stinger, and he had that shoulder issue a couple of years ago. Was what kind of hurt him, you know, that one season. I guess it was his last season here or something, maybe. You know, he had that shoulder injury, and yeah. they kept saying it was week to week, and he just missed the rest of the season, basically. So we don't know if that's an underlying issue or not, but uh, that's that's my thing. I mean, it's, it's yeah, tonight's basically a preseason game, but we're going to enjoy it for what it is, uh, and I'm just ready for the playoffs. The only thing I'm worried about, everybody's saying they want Brady, they want Brady. They've lost all this talent. Well, they've got a lot of – they've got three really good tight ends. And you know. Brady yeah. really knows how to And Gron- Gronk's look great. Like, Gronk's been really good. Gronk is them. an all-time yeah. great. Yeah, so they've got O.J. Howard. They've got Cameron Brake. And like I said, Brady knows how to use those tight ends. He did it in New England. So, I mean, I, I don't care who they play. I just – I don't want to see them get boat raced. I'd really like to see them win at least one. But I want to throw a name out here for you before I get off that I've seen been floated around to the Eagles in the offseason as far as uh, a trade possibility. And that's yeah. – uh, Calvin Ridley recently, and I know he's had some. I think he took some time away for some yeah, health most of the season. It was like week four or five or something like that, and and did not play again. So I know he exactly. took a couple of days off, then came back for one game, and then has not like missed pretty much the entire season. He played five games for mental health reasons. So yeah, it's yeah. A, you know, I, I, look, exactly. It's a it, here, Josh. Thanks for the call, man. We love you, buddy. All right, I'll get off, but with a little bit. So to that point, uh, what do you think about the Ridley thing? Because that is a name that's been bandied about, of course, played with Devontae at Alabama. When on the field in the NFL has been a really, really good receiver. I'm a big Calvin Ridley fan from a talent perspective, but obviously coming off a you know, weird year where he didn't play football really. So wh- where do you sound the Ridley thing? So I think the Eagles, one of their biggest needs is a number two wide receiver. No question. Assuming Devontae is a number one. one however, Devontae, you, however you do it. However you, you want to phrase it. need another stud out there. They and, need it, a, and it pr- preferably someone who's played like a, a yes. more veteran type of guy. Now, with three first-round picks, if they want to draft someone in the first round, like I wouldn't hate that. Like You have three first-round picks, so you can address multiple needs. You want to go best player on the board, all those things. Regardless, I think receiver is one of their biggest needs. And that's, that's how he's fault because he's missed on Rager. He's missed on free agency signings. So yes, yep. all that stuff. So when it comes to Calvin Ridley, I would most definitely be interested if I'm the Eagles. I think for a couple reasons. One, he's young, so you're not signing like a 30-year-old veteran. That's a win yeah, now. I think he's move. like 23, 24 right now. Yeah, he's super, super young. young. It's his fourth year. Next year is his fifth year. Um, you would have to sign him, which I think plays into what he would, uh, what what the contract. Uh, sorry, what you would trade for him. Mm-hmm. But he's really good. I think he fits Devontae in terms of being opposite him. He's familiar with Devontae. He's familiar with Hertz. And you know the off the field stuff. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't want to speculate, like, not, yeah. right, all that. But I do think he knows Jalen. He knows Devontae. There'd be some familiarity there. And I think the Eagles deserve credit as, from the outside looking in as a franchise that seems to deal well with these things. Lane's talked about it. They were very, yeah, very Brandon supportive. Brooks, of course. Brandon Brooks, sure. Brooks, right? So, and I'm not saying the Falcons are not. But my point is, I think Calvin would be a great 
buy low. Like, if, if it is a second-round pick, I would do that in a heartbeat to get him on this team. You know I would, too. Like, we remember when they played the Falcons, you and I. Like, I was super—I yeah. I own Calvin Ridley on multiple fantasy teams this year. Obviously, that didn't work you out. You thought he was, like, top— I, th- I thought he was a top five to seven yeah. receiver coming into the league. Like, that's what I thought he was going to be this year. Like, he hadn't been yet, but I was like, I think Calvin Ridley, with Julio gone there, is going to take a leap. I think Ridley is a stud. So, very, very, for a second-round pick, I would do that. In his, would you do I, it for a first? Uh— Mm. Let them, I mean, you're wherever the lowest of your first is. Yeah, I would. I would really think about it. I, I'm not sure what my answer is to that, but I, I gut, gut lean yes, but I, I don't know for sure. Again, I would have to really talk to him and figure out what the off the field stuff is and see if like again, because like that's most important. Get your head right. Do what yes. you need to. Of course, but if I speak to him and I feel like he's not. He's not connected to football in the same way, or or this is part of that. Then, like that has to be part right, of right. And we equation. don't know that information. And we don't know anything. That's the point. I'm just saying, like I would need more clarity on that before I'm giving up a first round pick. I think a good comparison would be when the Cowboys traded a first for Amari Cooper. Everybody was saying that's an overpay. Blah blah blah. Well, it's worked out pretty well for them. Right? Like Amari has been very good for them. I know they're deep at receiver, but I think sometimes, like if you identify Calvin and again you talk to him, you feel good about all that stuff. What he would do for this offense is huge. So I think paying a first round might look like an overpay, but it will end up looking like well, a bargain. Well, and especially with, as we just talked about, how he's record specific, That's specifically drafting wide You know receivers. Calvin's good. Has not been great. You know Calvin really could play. So that, yeah. you know, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's keep the Go Birds global tour going. Let's go to Wisconsin and talk to our buddy Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on, Glenn? I was wondering if you, did you guys ever figure out that you guys were wrong though on the pod that zero is an even number? Yes, uh, yeah, so a couple uh, of people. Yeah, yeah. so it is okay, an even was, number. Zero. I wasn't sure. I've read, that's one of those that always throws me off. So zero is an even number. It it counts as like I wasn't sure if it was if it, it was even. Or. Why? Why is it an even number? Do you know the reasoning? For I that? mean, I would have thought even before odd, obviously, because it's like zero. Because if, you, one, if two. you divide it by two, it's still zero. So it's that, well, that's it's, why it's zero. If you divide it by anything, though. Yeah, right? but I mean, if that's why you just. Figure out that even number there, though. Right, but and we can move on. But if you divide it by an odd number, it's still zero. Yeah. But well. well, yeah. Um, but Elliot, I saw your te- uh, your no, tweet though on your hits and misses, and here's my thing with Howie Roseman. Yeah, I agreed on you in the hits there. There were multiple hits, but the thing is, like one of the hits is Watkins, which I think is a good pick, but likely like a number four receiver. The problem is like his misses are the spots where you should be hitting where you yeah. want to get like a number two receiver yeah, where you're starting left tackle. And then also with those misses is we've had problems with the Wentz contract and some of the free agent signings. So if you combine that all in the past, yes, he's been looking, uh, looking pretty bad. This past draft class, I have to give him credit looking good, but still going, getting nervous going in, Having three first-round picks, still, I'm still nervous. I don't know if James feels the same way of him. I mean, first three-round picks of, of like how those are going to do, especially since later in the round, first rounds, he's always had trouble than earlier in the first rounds, which might be for every GM, but it's just kind of yeah. a well, little nervous with how the direction's going. Well, good, po- good point, Glenn. Because I agree, point. all all draft picks aren't created equal in the way that like Quez is a hit for a six-round pick, exactly. right? And for a first-round pick, Reger is like a catastrophic miss. Yeah. So, so you're right that a hit and a miss are not created equal in that regard. I think kind of what I was showing of going over the last four drafts is he has had some hits. Like this idea that he's a horrendous drafter. You're right. Like Dillard, but even Dillard's interesting because I think what happened there was my lotto was just so good that 
Like, I'd be interested to see if Dillard played 20 straight games at left tackle, how he would Look, do. he looked all right when he had to play yes. this year. So, I mean, he wasn't the disaster. The only time he's been a disaster was when he played the right side. And yeah, and he bounced the, all around. Uh, wrong hand thing and all that. But, but, Glenn, you're right. I mean, where Howie has struggled is, like, picks in the 20s. Rager, Dillard, again, we can debate that. But, um, I mean, even Barnett I mean, even, at 14. Like, yeah. Barnett's been a solid player, but I wouldn't – he's certainly not the 14th pick worse. I, yeah, worse I was going to say, player. I would consider Barnett a kind of a miss, though, at 14 yeah, the I way he's played. I yeah. If I had to pick. Well, Especially when you look at like Jonathan Allen going a couple picks after, and like guys in that range, Montez Sweat, like guys who have been like, or not Montez Sweat, someone else in that. Well, range. Sweat's been decent. Though. Sweat's been good, but I think that was a different draft. Is my point? Okay, I think but either way, Jonathan, that was the Jonathan Allen was, that was absolutely the draft. that draft. Jo- no, yeah, that was Sweat the was the Dillard draft. Sweat yeah. was the Dillard draft. Jonathan Allen was absolutely like three picks after Derek Barnett, and you look at that, and Jonathan Allen's like one of the better defensive interior defensive linemen in the league. So you know, you can say that's a miss. And last question, I don't know if you guys would know, though. Unfortunately, the Colts and the Dolphins didn't do as bad as we think. But with the Dolphins pick, I always, I was hoping this whole year we'd be able to get another sec, uh, first-round pick going into next year. That's what I want, Is that too. value from, like, 13 to 15? Does that have, like, decent value? Or do you need, like, a top, like, 10, like, pick like the Eagles kind of did last year to be able to get another draft pick? Uh, it was so, a uh, good question, Glenn. I mean, look, we saw, like, um, the Jets got a first, or the Jets gave up a first-round pick to jump up to get Elijah Vera Tucker well, this the, year, right? the Bears gave up a first-round pick to yeah, go to, to like, get to 12. 11, to get a yeah. quarter. Now, that's a quarterback thing, but you never know. All it takes is a team that wants, you know, Kenny Pickett or whatever it is, The you know, and these guys could fall. So, I, I, it's an interesting question. I think you can, especially with Howie and draft pick specifically trades, I think there you can find value. You can create value. Well, it's kind of like the, the boring answer, which is always like, oh, you take the best player available. Like, it kind of just comes down to how bad someone wants well, to move up. You exactly. Know, like, like so, how deep is the draft? If exactly. the draft is 25 players deep and this team, it's the, the 25th player, and then it's a huge drop-off after that, and you have the 25th pick, and that player's sitting on the board, and they want that player, you can create more value. Like, you never know. Yes. It's, it's all situational. I think you can do it, though. We're going to get to Elliot's player to watch for tomorrow night in just one sec. First, let me squeeze in my buddy, Robin Overbrook. How you doing, Robbie? What's going on, Jimmy? What a pleasure. ESPN, is that Elliot Shore Parks? Or it is. And extra yeah. sensory perception. <laughs> I think it's both. I a little bit both. of both, yeah. depending on my take, I guess. All right. I hope you guys get me. I, I wanted to get a Sixers point. I know it's Go Boys Radio, but yeah. as far as uh, sure. how we go. We'll let you, only you, Rob. No one else can make a Sixers point because it's All you. Right. I, you know what? I... I don't think he learned anything from when uh, Chip Kelly, when he got de- delegated to the basement. If anything else, I think it made him more of a weasel. I look at Harry Roseman as a real weasel. He'll do whatever he needs to do to keep his job. Uh, look, I, I, first of all, I hate the word weasel for it. Like I, I don't like to call him a weasel. There's a lot of connotations to that, especially from a you know, Jewish perspective and all that. So I, I think that's not a word that I like to hear people throw around when it comes to Harry Roseman because there's a lot of history with that word and anti-Semitism. But I will say to your second point, I agree in the sense that I think Howie Roseman up till this point, best skill has been keeping his job. Like, I agree. I think that yeah, he... Yeah. And look, I get it. We're all... We all want to keep our jobs. Yeah, like, who all, doesn't want to keep their job? I, 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 do, <laughs> I do think that, that uh, a common for years criticism of Howie Roseman has been the, the can't work with others and... It is willing to cut someone's throat to keep his to move himself forward, and I do think that is something that that stays with him. Rob, you're right. Yeah, he's attached himself to Jeffrey Laurie's underwear, and he's not letting go. Well, it's and, made and him it lucrative. I'll tell you that much, Rob. <laughs> it works. It yeah. works for him. Yeah. But for him. you know, like look at uh, you got Rezul. You know what happened with Rezul Douglas? Why is he making interceptions on Green yeah, Bay? Yeah, it's a great point. And not here. 
I mean, it was a correct you know, evaluation to draft him, but obviously they yeah, didn't I mean, use like him that, correctly. Yeah, I mean that one. That one, you, I think you you have to to ding the coaching. I think maybe yeah, and players than, improve. Like there's that part of it. Sure. But you're right. The fact that and look, we liked Rasul when he was here. You and I were kept like saying play Rasul more. Absolutely. You know? So anyway, what's your just success bad, point, you know, Robbie? Just another and and, and, and you know the, the thing about uh, 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 his his drafting is that. You know, do, do you really trust this guy with those three first-round picks? No, you know, I don't think I, anyone I do, does. I mean, fully. Yeah, trust you know, him right. to do what, Elliot? Like what? We just I drafted Devontae Smith. I mean, that's a pretty good first-round pick. Like his well, most even recent... a blind squirrel can get a nut every once. Okay, in well, while. if we're just going to well, diminish all his correct picks and focus on the negative Look, ones, and yeah, I, I don't think have that, any Rob, confidence. to your point, I think that that Howie Roseman has to prove that he can can hit first-round draft picks. Yes. In, I'm not saying I have the utmost confidence, but I'm not concerned. What's your Sixers pick? Because we're or Sixers point? Because we're up against. It. Okay, Howie Roseman, his, 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 his tenure will be forever, in my mind, of him trying to get that high five in the draft room when he, his coach his – I got you, Rob. What's your Sixers point? we got to go to break. What's your Sixers okay. point? Uh, the Sixers point is I, I want you guys to help me sweat out an arrest warrant for, for um, uh, Tobias Harris, <laughs> you know, for perpetrating uh, and impersonating a max player. And I, and I want yeah. Elton Brand in on this warrant, too, for an accomplice – you know, I this guy is not a max player. No, he's, he's not. And Robbie, great call. It's always good to hear from you. Look, a lot of players in the NBA. Look, you're worth what you're paying. Yeah, but I Tobias Harris thing. is among the most overpaid Without players question, in the league. Probably is the worst look, contract in the league. It's not his fault. Like, who isn't taking that contract if you're him? It is what it is. But I will say, I did not like Tobias coming after the fans for booing. Bro, you're making $108 million. Like, it comes with the territory. Like, I'm sorry. You get paid a lot of money to play a sport, to play a kid's game for a living, and you make $108 million? Suck it up and deal with some booze when you're not playing well. Sorry. That's it. I got. I'm not. I won't even like debate people on it because I think it's it oh, is it is a right. fact of fandom. We pay to go to these games. We put all our like we talked about before our free time, our choice to pay to go to these games, to pay for your merchandise, to buy your freaking jerseys. Like if if you are not living up to your contract, guess what? You're gonna hear it, and that's life. Sorry, pal. Yeah, well, if you don't want to debate it, that's fine. I'm not debating. Right, that's, that's how fine. I feel. All right, it's time to get to Elliot's player to watch. Brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers. Proud partner in the Philadelphia Eagles. Toyota, let's go places. Let's go Eagles. Elliot, who's your player to watch for tonight, if there is a player to watch? Well, tonight? look, we don't even know who's going to be out there. Jake but Elliott. For that reason, I think it's Jalen Rager. Like, I think he needs oh, reps. I think I like he needs that. some success going into the playoffs. I think he'll be going up against, if he does play, potentially backups in the Cowboys secondary. It's a really so, good one. I think Jalen Rager would be good for his confidence to have a good game tonight. Yeah, I need to see something from Jalen Rager tonight. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Park Casino and Sportsbook. I'm now guessing. this song I know. I was about to say. Yeah, this one I know. <laughs> this one I know. Not Led Zeppelin. This is a classic, too. Yes. Uh, you know. Old Dre. 215-592-9494. Yeah. 30 minutes to go. The great John Johnson coming up after that. And then Elliot Shore Parks will be back on the radio. I'll be back. <laughs> Me, Glenn, Ike, Rube. Awesome. Everybody will be there. A little pre-game Spadero stops show. by, the King, Children. Howard Eskin, Love the Pep That's Man. My body. Love it. I will say, this is a small tangent, but one of the cooler parts of the job is doing the pregame show outside the line. Oh, like, seeing sure. all the fans come up and, like, talking about the game and sitting on the stage with Glenn and Howard. Like, it's super cool. It's very cool. That's and awesome. Ike, Ike. By the way, another small tangent super quick. Ike, obviously, great Eagles player, all that. He should get more credit as, like, an all-time great media member at this point. Like, for as long as he's been there, he's a yeah. phenomenal. I know he is. I just, he's, he's I think amazing. sometimes we still think of him as an Eagles player, but 
for how long he's been doing what he's been doing. I, and I mean, I think I'm an Eagles player too, but I see him every day. Right. Listen, yeah. So I'm very much on the Ike is a yes. badass radio host. Right. Like up here. there on the list of like, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. we can move on now. Yeah. Just no, wanted to get that right. off my chest. I, Ike's the man. 215-592-9494. So check those guys out at six o'clock, the pregame show here on WIP. And then of course, Howard, Mike, Merrill on the call after that. Let's go back to the phones. Let's get as many in as we can. Let's keep the global tour going. Go to Florida and talk to our pal, Ja'Cory. Hey, Ja'Cory. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? What's up, Ja'Cory? Good, man. Watching this college, I mean, high school all-star game, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. But uh, most of Ja'Cory stays in the in the prospect game, man. Like, Ja'Cory's yeah. like, in four years, I want the Eagles to get this guy. Yep, he's already making man, the Eagles man. edits of those high school players in jerseys. Love yeah. it, Ja'Cory. Good work. Man, it's, it's, it's a lot of prospects out there. But now, nah, man, I'm more, more focused about tonight. I want to see these young guys, man, um, especially in the game. Well, but um, let's get back to the focus at hand. I feel like, you know, Howie has missed some guys, but he missed a lot of great guys. You know, Justin Jefferson. You know, DK, Metcalf, a couple guys I can't can't think of, True. but yeah. yeah. But um, oh yeah. But with Jalen Hurts, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and confess right now. I didn't think we was gonna have this type of season. Mm-hmm. Like I thought we was gonna be like a six and seven team, but be competitive at the end of the day. But I didn't think Jalen Hurts was gonna be the guy going into next year. But to me, he has earned the right to be the starter next year, depending on how he does in the playoffs. But to me, he has earned the right. To be the starter next year. Look, I think short course. of him completely bombing into playoffs, there's. No, Jacor, I think he's you're, absolutely you're the starter. You're preaching to the choir with yeah. this one. Look, you can never know. The Eagles have shown that they can have right. a wandering eye when it comes to quarterback position, especially if you know Russell Wilson, someone they've been in mm-hmm. love with for years. Like, like you never know with right. the Eagles. But for me personally, I think Jalen Hurts is the like, 2022 starting quarterback. I, I know. Personally. I know he won't be as good as you know the guys that was in his drive class like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. But if he yeah. can just carve out a niche for himself. He's also 23 right. years old. He is crazy yeah. young, and he's got a lot yeah. of experience already. And he, we have seen him grow and develop. He is a much better player today than he was last season when he started playing. Like, yeah. I, like that stuff matters. So I'm not I, putting and, a ceiling yeah. on him either. Like, the fact he could be Joe Burrow. He has I all mean, Joe kinds Burrow's. of athletic talent. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Joe Burrow is... I love Joe Burrow. Like yeah, Elliot knows. Yeah, he's awesome. But guess what? what? I mean, they won how many games this year, right? The same amount that Jalen had. Oh, no, so, they won oh, 10. They're, they're oh, you're playoffs. right. My bad. Well, the Eagles are in the playoffs, too. Yeah, but they didn't win the division. But, um, but my, my last thing is, too, I know I'm going to be on the other side of the spectrum with this, but I kind of don't want Kyle um, Ridley because I want a real veteran receiver like Allen Robinson or maybe Devontae Adams if we were so... All our money. At There's no money. way. No, they're I think they're gonna fran- and Jacory, good call. I think they're gonna franchise him. Look, Allen Robinson. I mean, you have to assume that Allen Robinson will come at some sort of a discount. He has been literally like in- invisible. I was in Chicago. Say, are, we, like, are we sure that Allen Robinson's not overrated? I at this like point? The people are like Allen Robinson coming to be the number one. I'm like, he's Darnell Mooney's the number one in Chicago. Like what? Like yeah. let's, Like and I like Allen Robinson. I liked him at Penn State. I liked him in Jacksonville. Like I've long said, like a Rob to the Eagles in on that. Like. Like, slow the roll. Like, Allen Robinson is not a lock number one I agree anymore. with what you're saying. Yeah. And to Ja'Cory's point about getting a veteran, yes, I agree with that. But I think Calvin Ridley qualifies as Oh, that. of course I mean, he does. You're not a veteran, like, only nine years I would take Calvin point. Ridley, and I know one is money and the other is a draft pick. I would rather give up a first for Calvin Ridley than pay a bunch of money for Allen Robinson. Like, I, Calvin, it's an interesting question. Calvin Ridley's, like, a stud. So I would rather have Calvin Ridley than yes. Allen Robinson, but... 
I mean, the money versus draft pick part's interesting. It it's a good much. hypothetical. If I could get Al yeah. Robinson at the discount I think he should be gotten at, then I would take that, obviously. But, well, but I'm talking money like, might not be real, which we kind of, you well, know, like, yeah, so from yeah. that perspective, it's like, Just you pay get, them all, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 215 Let's go to Delaware and talk to Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on, Rick? Um, uh, let me tell you, nobody's been talking about uh, the weather down there today. It's going to be 21 degrees tonight. It's going to be cold, yeah. buddy. Trust me, I've been, I'll be sitting outside yeah, from Elliot's six to been eight. Thinking about I've been the thinking about the weather quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, well, Mike McCarthy's going to use it as a, a prelude to playing in Green Bay, he said. Wow, that yeah. seems like a stretch, but he's a bad coach. So, he's such yeah, a bad yeah. coach. The other, <laughs> thing, the other thing coach. I want to find out is uh, how about uh, the Eagles that are going to be playing tonight? They're going to be activated. There's been nothing about that said at all. I'm, about I'm, what? What was that, Rick? We missed it there. Who's The active? Eagles that are going to be activated tonight. From the, the COVID game. list you're talking about. Yeah, so they Jason, still got 11 Jason players Kelsey, with COVID. Well, Jason Kelsey was activated. He was the only one. He's the only and one. And it's okay. too late to activate so, Okay, else. so just Jason Kelsey will be activated. Of all the other guys who are on, and look, I don't think any of those guys are really going to play anyway. My guess is, okay. you know, that Kel- like, and look, you have to be cleared to get activated, but Kelsey clearly wants to, to play I think Kelsey will start tonight. tonight to get his yeah. started. And, you know, could be his last game at the link. It could be. For what it's worth. Yeah. All-time great Eagles. You never so. know. Rick, good call, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, that would – I hope it's not. Obviously, I think we all hope it's not. I think he'll be back. I, I'm going – that last year, you remember, I thought he was going to retire. I right. thought after 4-11-1, new call, all this thing, I was like, all right, we're, we're losing, Jason. This sucks. But he came back. It looked like – and not, not just came back, but had an all-pro year coming back and has been the heart and soul of this team and all that. They need him to come back. That would be very yeah. important. I really hope it's not – his last game down at the link. Let's go to keep it going, Connecticut, and talk to Saeed. What up, Saeed? Hi, guys. How are you today? Hey, what's going on, man? Very good. I want to give you guys the roadmap to um um uh, to the Super Bowl. So Ooh, we are going to face yeah we're going to face Tampa Bay and uh, at Raymond Stadium we're going to beat them. We're going to go to Dallas at AT and T Stadium. We're going to beat them. We're going to go to Lambeau Field, Green Bay. We are going to beat them. I think we're going to face the Chiefs at the very end, and then I think it's going to be Andy Reid versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Who so wins? The roadmap. Well, you might as well go all out now. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to call that, you may as well oh. say Eagles over Chiefs. Yeah, right? don't, don't be realistic now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason the reason I say this because back in 2017 or 18 when we won the Super Bowl, I called in Tom Kelly and I said we're going to beat uh, Minnesota, the Vikings, and he said, "Oh no, we know we have." Nick Paul that said, we're going to beat them. I even gave him the points. I said, we're going to score mm. 30 points. And we did. Then I called back and I said, we're going to beat the Patriots with 40 points and more. He's like, oh, Saeed, you crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> and guess what? We did it. And he uh, owed me an apology. And he said, Saeed, I apologize. So I'm wow. just telling you guys, just to let you know, well, look, I'm the guy who predicts. Saeed, if they I win, like if they win the Super like, Bowl. I'm the man who says what's going to happen, baby. Saeed, if they win the Super Bowl, you have to be the first yes. caller on yes, our next call show. Us so back. if they win the Super Bowl the following Saturday, 1 o'clock, yeah. you have got to be the first caller. <laughs> yes. And then, and then I also want to thank you guys so much for sticking up for Howie. And thank you so much for not letting anybody call people, you know, names and stuff like that. It's not, it's not, you know, not, not necessary. You can say to someone, yeah. he's like, he didn't, you know, he and failed. And I don't think that was like, coming from a, from a, from an ugly place or whatever. I understand that I it's know. a word that's used, but like, there's just so much yes. history with some of these words and they're like for people who have, have suffered at, at you know, anti-Semitism and, and in other cases, other yes. words that use for other players and stuff like it can really yes. hurt people and it can really upset people. And I it's agree. just, it's just not okay. You know, there, there's, there's, I, I thank you. I thank you and commend you. And here is my other thing. I want to, I want to fire Howie Roseman. And I want to fire Jeff Lurie. <laughs> like, don't be and mean to Howie, fire... but like fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I'm, 
Well, I mean, based upon on what he does, just yes, for my know. personal, you know. Um, I know. And yet he has them winning the Super Bowl. I was going to say, you, have him, you have him winning another Super Bowl this year. He's going to be a two-time winning <laughs> Super Bowl GM, like a, and Saeed wants him gone. Job for life. Then. When he calls in on Saturday, he'll be like, they won, but also get him out of here. <laughs> no, I'll explain to you how we were going to win. The reason we're winning these last six games, it wasn't because of Seriati. It was because of the, of, of, of the fans. The fans were shouting, Run the ball, run the ball. So he had no choice. He was caving to the pressure. So basically, they were following the algorithms that they were talking about. I like this. This take, Saeed, I like it. And great call, Saeed. Call back when they win the Super Bowl. We need you. I I like the take here. It's our fault we did this. Congratulations to me, to you, to Fran, to all the people who called up. We got the Eagles to the playoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, well done. It is an all-time victory lap for the run the ball crowd. <laughs> oh, like, I mean, look, be, I've been covering the team for 10 years. You've been, We've been following it. Like, every year it's run the ball. This is not a unique situation. Mm-hmm. This this year, all-time victory lap for the run Love the ball it. crowd. Love it. 215-592-9494. One more segment to go. John Johnson after that. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you for one more segment. John Johnson on after that. Let's get to as many calls as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to, if I can get my mouse to work, might not be able to go to any. No, we're good now. I you got it. it. You're a pro, man. Ah, you know. That's why you're in the lead. Show. If I were a pro, I probably wouldn't have mentioned the mouse. Let's go to Ocean City and talk to Chris. Hey, Chris. Yo, what's going on, Go Birds? How are we doing today? Hey, what up, Chris? Bye. How are you? Chill, man. Um, so, yeah, so just in terms of talking about Howie, so I'm kind of in the same boat that you guys have been in and that I've been going back and forth and not sure where to land at. But the thing I keep coming back to is this notion of intentionality. And I feel like I can't give this guy credit because all of the stuff and the successes that they've had this year seem more like happy actors. I mean, mm. he didn't intend to trade Carson. He didn't intend for Jalen Hurts to be a starter. They drafted a lot of these skill position players because they wanted speed to stretch the field, which they definitely don't do. Well, I think they're near the top of the league in explosive plays. But by the way, that explosive play stat is made up by the Eagles. Like, no, there's a there's a NFL. You're you're right that the the one that the Eagles are tracking and they're like first in is an Eagles stat. So I put little whatever. So Chris, real quick, I think it's an interesting point about kind of lucking into Jalen Hurts in a way. But where I would push back on it is like. Howie's decision, and Jeffrey was certainly involved in it, so I don't want to say that Howie did it all on his own, but Jeff, like the decision to draft Jalen was a bold, brave decision. Like I didn't think it was a good decision at the time. I think most people didn't. Clearly it's worked out. So I, I get what you're saying, that they did not draft Jalen to be the starter. We don't think, right? That was not what they said. But I still think he gets credit for it. But the other reason I don't think this year is just mostly luck for Howie is probably the biggest reason they've had success this year is the offensive line and how we built that offensive line. So you are right about somewhat luck building in, but I think that clearly how we built the most successful unit on the team, and so he gets credit for that. Well, build strong. I would say that well, Stoutland He, he signed and drafted yeah, every I mean, single again, player. Elliot and I argue about that. Like, I think Stoutland deserves the most credit for how good the offensive line is, especially when you look at, like, guys having, like, Driscoll and Herbig and, like, all these guys having to fill in and play. I think, like, and obviously what Mylotta has become – but of course, like how he's yes. a general manager, he drafted them. He has to get some credit. For you that can't as well. discredit a general manager because he's a good I, position. I get coach. it, but I do think that that Stoutland does. Yeah, he deserves, deserves a ton of credit. credit. He's a Hall of so, Fame assistant coach. My fear is that now we're at a point with this team where intention needs to come into play. So he can't just be like, like you know, 
he needs to be intentional about like these three first round picks and mm-hmm. contracts and stuff yeah. that he's given out. I, Chris, so I'm hopeful that he can do it, but man, I, I'd be lying if I said it didn't make me nervous. Yeah, Chris, great call. And and again, I think that that is like, look, we talked about how this this past off season was the most important for Howie, you know, that that he's had because yeah. because of where the franchise was and all that. Like this one, in a way, is is kind of just as important in the sense that all right, you you had a good off season, you did good things, the team is on an upswing. If they suck next year, if they go back, if they take a step backwards, if they are one of those teams, the the Ray Rhodes, the Chip Kellys who make their playoffs in the first year and Chip went 10-6 and six the second year, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. But but if they are a team that falls back and doesn't make the playoffs next year or whatever, it's going to be back on Howie, and it's going to be back on Howie quickly. So it is a big offseason for him. Well, what's quick – I mean, sorry. What's interesting about the Howie thing is I'm very confident he knows how to build, like, a playoff team. I don't know if he knows how to build, like, a 13-win you know, 12-win, 11-win type, like, every year, that's what they are. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if he can do that. All right, let's go to Downingtown and talk to Tom. Hey, Tommy. Hey, James. Hey, ASP. What's going on, Tom? Everything's good. My it's man, love to hear that. and it's cold, and the Cowboys are coming into the link. Exactly. It doesn't get any better. Exactly. Um, the three, uh, three guys uh, who really had their you-know-what out on a limb – uh, Sirianni, he's coming out of this really looking good. You yeah. know, compared to Sears, rookie coaches, you know, he let off the season with the Falcons coach, and and he did great. Number two is Gaddy. Mm. Uh, he was, you know, we were beating him up, me too, and I, I'm a nine Eagles wing type of guy, but you know, the defense was soft. The Tampa Bay game, they let them run away early. The Chiefs game, you know, and, and then the uh, the Charger game, you know, we were all like, come on. You got to, you know, Ben, Ben not break, but they walk down the field and kick a field goal. That's no good. He came flying around. What's it, four or five uh, weeks? Yeah, Tom, Tom, I get it. And, look, credit, you know, they have played better. But you do have to, to factor in the offenses they're playing. I mean, Teddy right. Bridgewater is the best quarterback they've faced since then. Remember, Tom, only the Teddy Eagles Bridgewater play bad offenses. Super, no, yeah. it's not that. But it's if you're going to look and, and say, like, look, look at how good this defense has been, you have to yes. give the context of the fact that Teddy Bridgewater, now, they played Trevor the, Simeon and Garrett Gilbert and Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon. I mean, there have been some bad yes. quarterbacks. And they've dominated them. Sure. Right, and the first sure. five weeks of the year, they played good quarterbacks. Played that's why, and, and Tommy, you call. That's why this is such a fascinating playoff game coming up. I agree because any of these, I four think Gannon has the most good. to gain or lose. In that most game. pressure on him of everyone on yeah. the team. I think the Eagles are somewhat kind of a house money team going in the playoffs this year. Like they weren't expected to be in the playoffs. They, you yeah, know, I mean, if they get smoked, going, agreed, and like Hurts agreed, plays really agreed. bad, house money goes to a certain point. But I but think I think Gannon has the most to gain. They will and be lose. A, a five to seven point underdog probably against any team. Maybe Arizona slightly less. Like they will be a legit underdog in these games. So like yeah. they have somewhat house money. But for Gannon, like all four of those quarterbacks are good. Whether it's Murray, whether it's Dak, whether it's Brady, whether it's Stafford, like. The best quarterback they will have played since Justin Herbert. So it will be fascinating. I agree. I think Gannon, like I said, most to gain, most to lose. If they're bad, it's going to make all these good performances not look as Let's good. Let's go to South Carolina and talk to our buddy Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Go Birds. Dallas sucks. There it is. My man, Rick. I'm surprised James hasn't said that today. Go Birds. I have said Dallas sucks. I don't think I've heard you say it. Oh, buddy. I don't that, know. Wait, guys. I said. Guys, there was a show. Dallas there sucks, show all right? Don't forget that. There was, there was a show back in August, September. We were given our wins for the year. And I remember, James, you thought uh, fans were being 
overly optimistic, but I, I said 10, and I think we're going to get it. So, nice. uh, all right, Rick, I'm, I was wrong. All right, I get you, it. Rick. All right, buddy, thanks, man. I think hey, we can all so agree the it. most they have to play for tonight is making me and Mick, me and Rick correct <laughs> yes. with the double-digit yes. win predictions. Yes. Yes. I, I, will, I, I, will, I will admit I was worried there for a while at 2 oh, me, five, too, but, uh, me too, Rick. Me too. Me too. Elliot, you, same thing, I thought the same thing as you. I saw the headline that the two starting cornerbacks are going to be out tonight. I would like to see them just – Run every route they can, Jalen Rager. I'd like to see him yeah. have a good game. Yeah, um, I agree. This thing with, yeah, this thing with Howie, if I could real quick, um, I, I respect the guy. I think he does a wonderful job in some aspects, like trades and cap space and uh, rearranging contracts and what have you. I, I was thinking about, this might not be a good analogy, but you watch a game, you've got the, the play-by-play guy, color analyst, you've got someone on the sidelines. I'd like to see an approach where somebody else is responsible for first-round picks and have Howie do some of the other stuff. That's what I'd like to see. So it's an interesting uh, thought. I mean, it's kind of in a weird way like that just because I get what you're saying, that maybe someone else gets to make the final decision, and Howie takes part in building the draft board, but they do have lead scouts. I mean, Howie's not out scouting all these guys. So I, I guess if you want to take it out of some, out of his hands, maybe I wouldn't push back too hard on that, but ultimately they're all pitching in together to figure out who they're taking. Yeah, ultimately it comes down to, you know, even if Howie has the last call, it comes down to what we were talking about with – you know, before is how he going to listen to people? Is how he going to say if Andy Weidel comes in and stomps the table and says, "Take Justin Jefferson"? I don't know that that's what happened, but I'm saying is a, a, a for instance, yes. is he still going to take Jalen Rager? Like that's the kind of questions we don't know the answer to. We're not in that room, but that you need from Howie because he will have final say. Like how he's not going anywhere, he will have final say. It is what it is. Thanks for taking my call. Go Greg, Birds. Always a pleasure, man. Go Birds. Dallas it, sucks, as you said. Well if you said. had to set an over-under, in all seriousness, an over-under on how many more years Howie's here, what would you set it at? Forever. No, but like, in, if you actually had to set it, four and a half? Dude, the fact like the fact that he's not gone, I honestly don't know if he will ever be like if nothing else, I think that when he's gone, it's because he moves up to to like whatever they create a new position for him, like right. president of the Philadelphia Eagles or whatever it is. Like I think he is I do not think Jeffrey Lurie is going to fire Howie Roseman ever. Okay. That's what I believe. All right. I, I honestly I, yeah. believe that. Like I, yes. he might not be GM forever. It might be a way of moving him up or moving him around or whatever, but like I do not see any time in the near future that Howie Roseman is not the general manager, and I don't think Jeffrey Lurie ever fully gets rid of him. And does that make Even you happy? Even when he did with Chip, he kept him in the organization. He still paid him. I know, yeah. He got a raise. Yeah, it makes me super happy. I, <laughs> I love it. Let's get one more in here. Let's go to Springfield and talk to our buddy Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Yo, good afternoon, guys. Uh, for all, all the the anti-Howie people will find any reason to to put him down or, or to not like him. So, so, so I'm going to I'm going to twist my praise for him in a way that that I haven't heard. Um, out of all these great GMs that are in the NFC playoffs this year, because Howie's obviously the worst out of all these GMs. I except for Tampa sarcastic. Bay, ex- except for Tampa Bay, Howie's won the most recent Super Bowl. Yeah, true. And, and and except for having a quarterback absolutely melt down last year because he couldn't handle another quarterback being drafted, Howie's in the playoffs every year. Very so, true, Dennis. So it, so it can't be an accident. It You're can't right. be. It can't be Stoutland. It can't be. You got lucky. It can't be the. You know, he's had three different coaches: Chip Kelly, mm-hmm. Peterson, and now uh, Sirianni. They've all been in the playoffs. He's had three different quarterbacks. They still make the playoffs. I, I, James, I, would you care to not, comment? I mean, this is really. just a lot of factual not statements really. being stated I mean, we, by we, Dennis. We, we've, we've heard 
all that. I, I mean, is, is it magic? I, I don't know how he does it. James must think it's magic. I agree with you, Dennis. I think it's just a football guy running the team in a good way. So, right. Dennis, what a pleasure, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, that's that's great stuff right there. Look, I said for fans, it I, is. I agree. I'm willing to admit that I, I look. I was too hard on Howie at the beginning of the season based on what he's done. But just because he had a bounce back year doesn't mean I'm 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 fully in. Howie's the guy. Let's go. And I like, think I think your opinion is a fair. Your opinion is a fair one to have. I'm mostly seen just, ups yeah, and downs, I'm just right? Like, at yeah, you. I know you are. Yeah. I know you are. And, and look, those are fair points. Like it's I can't argue against the fact. Yeah, they've been in the playoffs four to five years. You could say, oh. Crappy schedule this year. Oh, they made the playoffs nine and seven three times or whatever. Yep. Like, you know, there are things you can bounce back and forth with. Ultimately, on a basic level, yeah, they they have had success under Howie for the most part. It's a question of moving forward, and do I believe in him moving forward? And for me, the jury's still out. But I'm certainly more optimistic than I was a year ago at this time. Yeah, and like I said, I think Howie is very good at getting teams in the playoffs. Like, I think he's very good at that. And obviously in 2017, they won the Super Bowl and all that. But it'll be interesting to see this next step because he's set up to do it. The draft picks, young quarterback, young head coach. Can he turn them into a team that's squeaking into the playoffs every year? Into a team that's like, again, 12 wins, 13 wins, that type of thing. All right. Thank you to Francisco Rojas. Great job producing the show. Thank you to everyone who called in. We literally... Could not do this show without you. There is no show without you, literally. Um, Just like uh, all those Howie facts, that is a fact. Yeah, that's true. And uh, if you're on the line now, we didn't get to. I really apologize. Stay on John Johnson. I'm guessing talking to me, Eagles. I would think so. So, And then, of course, check uh, Elliot out at 6 o'clock, the pregame show, and then Eagles, Cowboys later tonight. For Elliot, I'm James. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.